Hello, beautiful people. Hello, beautiful people. My name is V. George Smith, and I'd like to welcome you to a brand new edition of the Hello, Beautiful People podcast. Listen, people, you guys are awesome. Thanks so much for subscribing, for listening, rating us five stars and all that good stuff. Please, as always, tell your friends, let them know. We got a good old thing going over here in this podcast, and we want it. We want you to share and let your friends know. Listen, guys, I got Corey Reed with me on this evening, or whenever you listen to this. What's going on, fam? They're probably listening to this in awe and shock and awe. Getting people's systems in a bunch right now. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? It's been a rough one today, man. I, I got some bad news today. A bunch a bunch of bad news that I wasn't aware of, but all of a sudden was a couple actually like a couple of hours ago I found out. A couple of um couple of um people I know that daggone COVID, man. It's still out here, people. Don't get um What's the best way to put this? Don't get, I know like everybody's like exhausted from doing this thing. It's been over a year of masking and social distancing. And I see people, you know, in the haste and the rush to get back to what's normal or whatever normal is, you know, um, you know, social media is not a direct, um, representation of everything that goes on in the world, but I've seen a lot of people partying, churching, partying and churching, <laughs> and just going about like living their lives, doing stuff like they the way they the work. Same. Yeah, yeah the same. <laughs> it really is, yo. So, and like you know, but there's two people that are like they actually ask for prayer, so. If you could, please set up a prayer for Paris Bowens. If you don't know who Paris is, he's like one of the best keyboardists in the world. He used to play for Ty Tribbett. He's an artist in his own right. Um, Paris Bowens is like one of my favorite keyboard players. And I'm not even like, a, I'm not one of those musicians that, <laughs> I'm definitely not one of those musicians that would be like, yo, this guy's my favorite player. And I'm, not, I'm not that, but I know that. I respect his his artistry and he's really nice. He's really dope. So um please, if you could say a prayer for my boy Paris. You know, I saw something, uh, I, I just saw something today about um my boy DW Dwayne Wright. Like I don't know what's going on with him, but his brother, his brother Pastor David asked for prayers for him. So if you can't pray for him too, and then my boy Lewis Jackson as well. So if you can, next time you say a prayer, call out those three names for your boy and send up a prayer for those guys. So we pray that everything is gonna be all right with them. And yeah, man, you know, we've talked about it here before. You know, it's been a while since we brought it up, but you know. Don't get don't get weary, folks. Don't get weary and well doing. Don't let down your guard. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm I'm in between my vaccines. I'm gonna get my second one. My daughter got her second vaccine. 
Saturday, and thankfully she said all she felt was tired. So um, I'm I'm glad that she's okay, you know. Well, not okay, because it doesn't, like, protect you completely, but it just gets you out of that realm of, you know, being hospitalized and all of that. So Do you got a pick-me-up song, nigga? God. Can I? Can Dang. I, can I? Well, what are you doing? I just... I'm just asking if you got a pick-me-up song. I, I, I feel like I need my spirits lifted right now. You got me, like, in between going into prayer mode, going, like... You got a pick-me-up <laughs> song? I didn't know you were starting so heavy. Jesus! I didn't know I was either, man. I was, I was, re- I was really looking forward to tonight, and I literally got all this news in, like, minutes of each other, yo. And I was just like, oh, man, it just crazy but we're but it is good news because we're praying because that everything's be gonna be shit. all right oh you didn't know i had to have every language, did you there it is you know i had to have any language did you <laughs> everything's gonna be all right so there it is boom can i ask you a question in a jokingly sure. manner yes why do people act like when they get the vid it's really really like life-threatening news i'm not saying that in a negative sense to you i'm, I'm saying it jokingly but I'm saying, like, people are more, like, scared to be like, yo, I got corona, than saying, like, anything else. I've realized that with anybody, like, it comes with a sense of, like, don't tell nobody. And then, like, yeah, yo, you know, I got corona. I'm just trying to figure out why it's like that. Um, I don't know, man. It's like, I don't know if people look at it as a scarlet scarlet letter or whatever. You know, it's like one of those things where if you did catch it, I mean, I don't know if that's something that you would be ashamed of, but I'm a I'm a big proponent of when people I'm a big proponent of when people say, "Hey, this is going on with me could you pray for me?" I'm a big proponent of that. I've never been a fan of the "Hey, this is hey, can y'all pray for me? Don't ask what's going on." Just pray. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I I literally can't stand that. I, I feel like I understand that, but then I don't get it. Like, you asked me to pray, but you don't want me to get specific. Right. You just want me to generalize my prayer. God, pray for so-and-so because they just asked me to pray. And um, amen. That's exactly that's what like, Right. You figure, like, you would want me, like, this is, I don't know if people don't, like recognize how powerful prayer is but i i feel like that's the most time where you want to be as specific as possible when you're you're praying like to the t right god i I pray for victor george smith the third fourth fifth and a sixth god please (laughs) help the help the one with the glasses god right like Like I might give you my social if I get in trouble. Like <laughs> I, I'm not playing with this thing. I need God. They're like God knows, but like, listen, I need you to make the request clear. So, I mean, no knock to anybody that does that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying I don't. I prefer. I prefer. I wouldn't do that if I was, you know, asking for prayer like in that kind of fashion. I know, you know, people get, I don't know. I don't know why people get embarrassed about certain things. But, you know, stuff be happening to people, yo. End of the day, stuff be happening to people. And legit, like, that's that's legit what we're here for. Like, 
we're supposed to be holding each other up. We shouldn't feel ashamed. But at the same time, um, I would say, well, I would hope that you have enough people in your corner where you don't have to like social media it. But if you, at the same time, if you really need a bunch of prayers, hey, why not? Every person that listens to this and sees that from here on out is going to be tainted because of you. Every single time they're going to side eye now before they actually pray. They're like, ah. Before they actually pray. So thank yourself for making everybody hiss their teeth every time someone says, hey, saints, come on. I need to pray. You know what? The, you know what kills me? I need the prayer warriors to pray. I don't yeah. want to tell you what it is, but I need the prayer warriors to pray. Nigga, I, n- I never get that, fam. That junk don't make no sense. Don't ask. I'm like, what do you mean, don't ask? Like, you know how this thing works? <laughs> like, come on. I'm there, like, yo, whatever's going on. Like me, then whatever. The, they, then the gates to make your request known part. They just just come on and just come on yeah. and pray. I need you exactly. And everybody that can get on their knees and before the throne, grace and can call down heaven. <gasps> I don't need to tell you what's happening. <laughs> Not the asthmatic. I need Not you to pray. <laughs> I need you to get before God. I'm asking all the people that can get God the ones that got him on speed dial I need you to go before your prayer closet and call before God on my behalf but I don't want to tell you what's happening I just need you to connect in your spirit realm and pray for me yeah, I said pray for me. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Come on, dog. I don't got no organ. Oh, shoot. I need an organ to back you up. I got a keyboard on my iPad. <laughs> yeah, you better preach. Not the asthmatic. Inhale, all right, bro. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. That, that always killed me when I was as a kid. I'm like, can y'all breathe? Are y'all all right? Like, you know, you can slow down. We here. Like, we here. It's like, we double parked. We can't leave. Like, take your time. Oh, shoot. But yeah, but like you said, it literally says, make your request known. So, I mean, let's, I, I guess, normalize. Using the the word normalize, we've normalized using the word normalize. So let's normalize prayer requests that are um, informative so we can know what we're praying for and we can call it out. Okay. But again, we're praying and we're believing and um, we're going to move on. I wish James was here. (laughs) Nigga, I feel like I need a holes or something. Yeah, Yeah. you just, you you mess yourself up. I I don't know how they do that. I, I do not understand, bro. I don't get it. I would it's, like to uh, just challenge the potion tag me and said nobody drinks water more than a battle rapper who's losing. Nigga, nobody drink more water more than a preacher who do all that asthmatic. I'm I'm hurting right now. <laughs> oh shoot! But in my hurting time, <laughs> someone that's listening to this. I need you to stop right now. Pause the podcast right now and ask God to touch my. 
Yo, I need a matata. All right. All right. I love that Where's the James are getting such Where's a James? We're like, oh my God, James is going to be so mad when he missed out on this one. He's going to be tickled when he hears this. Um, yeah, man. That's it on that. Because like you said, I want to I want to keep them the spirits high. I'm exactly I, I, I'm I'm literally mad to to come out of like prayer and to go into a meth and red versus is kind of weird, but I'm gonna do it because that's what we're here for. Uh, <laughs> they, they prayed on 420. They absolutely did. I'm I really wish it would have been Sunday, but I guess they had to keep it for that date. So. The date of this, the release of this podcast will be the date of the verses. Um, here's something that I'm just finding out. Did you know on Facebook, and I don't know if it's just happening to me, but there's like a tab in Facebook and it's called videos. Like they literally post like mad rap videos from like the early 2000s. Like the it's the tab next to the home tab, and for some reason, it's like the home tab. Then there's the videos tab, store groups, then like notifications. And for some reason, oh no, you can actually select music. And it just like right right now, I just select the video tab, and I selected music. Right now, they have the video for Styles P, Good Times. They got Uncle Murder's wrap up, whatever. They got they got a bunch of videos that came out a long time ago. Bow Wow, Marco Polo, so many tears, Tupac, Sweet Lies, Bears Hammond. It's a bunch of like oh, if you want to go back in time, like all of these people got Facebook pages. And they got some really like um fun videos we used to watch. Like they got Air Force Ones by Nelly, Dipset Anthem, I'm Bad LL Cool J. Jesus paid it all, Kirk Franklin. They got a bunch see, of see, now, now you're talking my language. Now I can tap back in. I ain't got an hour. I ain't got an hour with that. Listen, if I, I texted anybody. If I text anybody that does this group, this this podcast, like, yo, Corey preached for like the first 20 minutes. Stop lying. Okay. All right. Noah, I please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, yeah, man. There was there was 420 happening during prayer. See, now I'm I'm back. I'm back. I, I, there you I, go. I went on up and I'm, I'm coming down. They say the anointment leaves after you finish ministering, so I feel like not the anointment. Yeah, the anointment. The anoint it leaves you when you finish. Now, uh, I, did you watch any of the promo videos for it? Yeah, I watched the one where uh, Meth was doing the ropes, and Red Man had a drone. That drone was dope. He had like a wireless drone, and he was like in the middle of the street, like greeting people. I feel like their joint is going to be a lot of solo but collective um, 
collective hits because I kept thinking about the Tony Braxton. I can't get so high. And yeah. they got, um, of course, Rockweiler. Of course, there's there's other stuff they got. I feel like they're going to do a lot of collective joints, maybe during intermission or maybe as the actual rounds. But that's my, th- I feel like they're really going to be doing some, it's going to be different than what we're used to. I saw drums and scratches um DJ scratches the DJ for the thing. So it's it's gonna be good. My wife's gonna tell me to turn down the TV at least three times tomorrow. I'm sure. You might get contact high just watching that verse. I don't know if it's coming <laughs> from your phone or from your TV, but you just might get contact just from watching it. And this has nothing to do with anything. And I don't even know why I'm doing this, but uh, shout out to Steve Urkel and his uh, Purple Urkel 420. What's that? Oh, so you ain't been watching the, the Trilla and stuff. So, St- Stefan, J- Jaleel White has a strain, as the kids are saying these days, called Purple Urkel. And him and Snoop oh. are, I don't know if they're partners on this or Snoop is just helping them promote it. I feel like they're partners, but. Yeah, he has a strain called Purple Urkel that's supposed to be coming out for 420 commencements. Wow. Jaleel flipped his character into a weed strain. He's also got a, a, a he's he's got a waffle iron set. And this is all stuff that I found out today. Like he uh he's got a waffle iron set, but it's promoting a purple urkel thing but it's a waffle line set of the logo and you can make a waffle or pancake with steve urkel's face and his new uh marijuana and it's legal in just about every state you can think of this like 10 years ago this wouldn't even be wait a minute was i couldn't even imagine this kind of stuff going on we'd be illegal like this Yo, you know how Baptist is... we sound right now to go from <laughs> Yeah, we do. So hello Baptist. And no apologies to all my Baptist friends, but don't come on, man. Y'all know. Y'all oh yeah. Every deacon, y'all, all y'all deacons' fingers is burnt. So don't even trip. They say, and you know what, I ain't I yeah, you got too many musician friends for me to say what I was just getting ready to say, but go ahead. Praise be, yeah. Come on, I man. The, the musicians know too. Shoot, they be using yeah. the close friend. They be using the close friends on listen, Instagram. Listen, <laughs> that song "High Praise" wasn't about your state of mind or your being. <laughs> your state of being, but uh, yeah. Um, I couldn't imagine either because people were getting locked up. Years ago, for yeah. Nick and Dime bags, and here we are in New York of all states. I would have thought it would have been legal everywhere else except for New York, but in New York, like I, I heard something I don't know. Um, I heard like cops can't even stop you if they smell like before there was that old oh, smells like you got an illegal substance in the car. And then you can get taken to jail for that. Now, 
they can't even stop you for that. I'm helping somebody. See, this is all tied together. My, I'm now I'm in my Joel Osteen. I'm helping no, somebody. I'm talking I'm to somebody. somebody. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> somebody they break through tonight. But yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't picture it either, man. Crazy. This is crazy. Man, I got a question for you. With yes. 420 being to uh, whenever people listen to this, and it seems like legal everywhere, what do you think the over under is going to be on public uh, celebrations? There you go. That's a, that's a nice way to put it. What's the over under on public celebration now that people can legally be outside and uh, enjoy? You know what? I'm not sure about Connecticut yet. We're literally like the bridge between New York and Massachusetts and both of those states. It's legal. So, but literally hasn't stopped anybody here. I know it hasn't stopped my neighbors. I tell you that. Y'all gonna get contact. Y'all gonna get contact just off off the strip. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's been plenty of (laughs) there's been plenty of days who come back home from the family come back home from wherever a church service or whatever, like, man, that was good. We get home, get a nice whiff. And, like, my daughter my wife, they can't stand it. Oh, my God, that smoke. I just be walking through it like a fireman, bro. I be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like 95 to me. like, <laughs> this. <laughs> 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 Let's just go upstairs. We all right. We all right. You may have to go ahead. Probably go to sleep I, a little better, but that's it. If I if I if I offend any of your Jamaican listeners, I almost feel like isn't that like just a rite of passage? Like how are you? It's like a superpower. You get that's not kryptonite to y'all. Come on. Nah. I nah. That's kind of overblown. Is it? Yeah, it is. It is because like it's. It really is like, yeah, because I know for a fact that I wasn't around none of that when I was a kid. Like my parents never had me around that. Like literally, even when, even when we visited, and like we visited Jamaica often. Like I was. Heard, how many times you heard Bob Marley in your lifetime? Yo, to be honest with you, like I told you before, yo, my parents were strict. My parents wasn't listening to no Bob Marley and no dad. I asked about your parents. See, T.A. tried to clean up. What you mean, like, what you did you listen to Bob Marley? Oh, is 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 listen to Bob Marley a a Khalil? Is that code? Are we code? I need you to. I need you to catch what I'm putting down, George. I'm gonna be honest. Listen, listen. This is my podcast. I can be honest. I ain't been saved my whole life. And a lot of people know that. And if you feel like I was, I apologize. But I'm going to tell the truth here. I smoked for the first time in 94. And that all my smoking history was in college. Like everything I did literally was in college. Smoke, drink, whatever. I didn't pick up none of that from Connecticut. I can't blame Connecticut, Jamaica, nothing. I can't blame None of that. It was just me being inquisitive and me wanting to try something and be involved or whatever. So, like, a couple of years I did it, and then I came back home, and it was just like, ah, uh, this is this is not the same. Like, 
I can tell you a funny story. I literally met with um. I had a I had a friend that went to college with me. I think of mind you, I went to a very 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 Catholic high school, and um, five black kids graduated from the high school. Out of the five black kids, three of us went to the same university. <laughs> we three of us went to Hampton. Where so, you going? Um, where you going? I'm going where you right, going. Where you going? Right, exactly. <laughs> so three of us all went to co- the same college together. And then um as we just vibed together, like it was like two of us vibed together, and like we were just chilling, and then one thing led to another. Like I did I, all I remember I got there freshman year, and I was like, nah, I'm not gonna do nothing. I'm not, I mean, I'm chilling. And then I ended up like starting to drink. It was like, I don't want to call it peer pressure. Cause I'm, if I call it peer pressure, then I'm putting the onus on somebody else. I literally chose to do it. It was a, like an actual decision because like the people that I hung around, it wasn't like they were forcing anybody to do what they wanted to do. Cause literally, cause to be honest with you, Hey, cause if you eat smoke, it was more smoke for them. If you, <laughs> George, I just want you to know right now it's not too late to turn your life around. You can still give your life to Christ today, right now. I turned during my life interv- around a long this time ago, George, you can still give your life to Christ. It's not too late. But here's the funny story. But when I got back and like my buddy that I went to college with, he's like, yo, let's go meet up at the park and smoke. And I'm like, all right, cool. Now, mind you, we're used to having, like, we had apartments in Virginia and stuff like that. Like, we wasn't living in no dorm, so we was just living foul as much as we wanted to. So, like, now we're back in, what's the name? We're back at mom's house. We can't do none of that junk, so we got to go out to the park. So I'm sitting there. We had the park. We smoking, like, hiding. Like, I'm sitting there like, yo, what am I doing? Then what makes it worse is, after smoking, guess where I'm going? right back home so i blew my whole high being paranoid <laughs> because i went back to the house and i'm just sitting there like oh they're gonna smell it they're gonna smell it. <laughs> mama smith is probably like that's Yo. why he was hungry all that time when he came Listen, random george jumped in the shower blew my whole high yo just being paranoid and i was like yeah that's it for me I'm done because this don't even make no sense. I had a friend like I did not enjoy any of that. He lived with his mom, and his mom didn't know that he was a he had extracurricular activities. Mm -hmm. So one day it was it was must have been in the winter, and he was in the the house thinking that it wouldn't come through the vents. Oh man. His mom called me like, do you know what this boy is doing in here? Not in my house. I'm like, fam, he, he's over 18. He's in college. Like, you got to kind of, you got to give him a break. But I, I hit him up. I said, nigga, how dumb are you? Like, yeah. <laughs> the, the vents push it through the house, nigga. What you doing? Right, right. You're thinking you're getting away. You could have went outside for two seconds, like all the smokers do when they mm-hmm. work and they got they huddled up. Outside, we could just last pull. You could have went outside, fam. You inside. Now it's all through the house. You got your sister. He was like, fam, yeah, I got to take that L. 
I'm like, no, not the literal L, nigga. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I wish I had some uh, high times in God, but uh, that wasn't my vibe. I would love to share. Oh, so you, oh, so you never, you never did that before. Not to say I never did it. I just okay. Never really got. I never gave myself the opportunity because I'm I'm one of those people. Even if it's libations, I need to make sure that I still have a level head so I can. I went to a white school, George, so I wasn't trying to have these white boys okay. have to do stupid, like you know, coon stuff. I, I needed to. I needed to make sure that while I was enjoying myself, I still was in the presence of mind to get home because nice. I trust somebody else. Too. So, yeah, it, it wasn't enough for me to enjoy the experience. Yeah, that's More the thing so about it. Like a, yeah, okay. When in Rome, or right. when in college. That's the thing about a black school, bro. Like, I, there's there's a level of comfort there. Like, I always call like the H, uh, HBCU to me is like just literally a utopia for for black people because at least for those for those four years of undergrad, you get to make believe that the the world is black. <laughs> George, you I would have flunked out if I went to a black school. If I went to a black school or like a big party school, like a Miami or a, a Florida State, I would have flunked out. I don't think you would have flunked out at an HBCU, bro. I'm telling you right people now. Wouldn't have let, was... no, people wouldn't have let you. That's it. Like, the one thing that people don't understand about that, it like it's such a, like, spirit of community where you literally don't want to let nobody fall off and do bad. Like, even if, like, I I clearly remember, even if you were doing bad and, like, struggling, like, people would try to, like, still try to get you together. So I'm not saying that people didn't, like, you know, get kicked out of academic probation and all of that stuff. That stuff did happen. But if, like, you had the right people around you, you wouldn't have, yo. I'm like, it took me an extra year to graduate because I parted a little too hard. But let me tell you something. <laughs> I had way more party credits than I had regular credits my first semester. I remember freshman year during a winter break. <laughs> I remember I, one, I got a I got the scholarship to go to school because I was black. Let me mm. let me make that plain. I got the scholarship because I was black. Right. Winter break, I had lost the same scholarship for being black for going to the school. Oh, and my gosh. father was like, I don't know what plan you on, but I got a four-year plan in my head. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'll straighten up a little bit so I can uh, get through this in four years. But freshman year, freshman year, the first semester, mm-hmm. oh, my nigga, it was rough. <laughs> it was rough. And, and I knew it was rough when uh, homecoming, all the Dwight's was Hollywood all through campus and my family walking through and they like oh you're very popular I'm like yeah I don't yeah and then the grades came and I was like oh all right my nigga check this out yo I have a funny grade story for you let me tell you fam. so like I said I graduated took me an extra year to graduate 
<laughs> so my friend, now I didn't, I didn't start tripping until I got my apartment. My first year was my freshman year. I stayed on campus. So I was doing what I needed to do. Like I, I probably came out of freshman year with a 3.0, probably, I believe, probably a little bit over. Um, doing what I needed to do, like just grinding at the millstone, studying, you know, getting it right, whatever. All right. Then 3.0 freshman year. Kudos to you. All right. All right. Let me finish telling you this story. <laughs> Let me finish telling you the story. <laughs> so I literally got my apartment the second year. I convinced my mother to let me move off campus. Like across the street. It was like the best of both worlds. We're off campus. We didn't have to be regulated because the school was a private school at the same time. Didn't have to be regulated by what's going on in the school. No curfew, no none of that. So second semester of my, my sophomore year, bro, I only took four classes because <laughs> what George didn't realize freshman year, George just thought that he had to take six classes. He thought he had to get boom, boom, boom. He had to get this right, that right, this right, that right. But then when George went to the registrar, I realized that he didn't have to take all them classes and he could take four and still go to be a junior. George took four classes. But here's a problem with taking four classes. You have to still pass the classes that <laughs> I got four classes. That's automatic. I'm, I'm here. What are you talking about? Bro, my highest grade was a C minus fan. And C was and C was passing in my school. And one of the one of the <laughs> okay. Yep. C was passing in my school. My highest grade was a C minus. And one of them I withdrew failing. So I call my brother because I know the report card's going home. <laughs> so I'm like, Vin, I didn't pass not one class. What are you doing down there? I'm like, that's not important. <laughs> Make sure. Get the mail. Because it's not like high school where your parents got to sign it. And like what I came to find out was I, my report card didn't even have to go home. I can just yeah. right. I can have it sent to my because I got an address. I can just send it to my yeah. address. So I had that switch, but I just knew that that last report card was gonna go home. So I'm like, yo, when it gets there, because like I had the advantage of having two pastors as parents. So like they busy with church. They're not gonna miss my report card. They <laughs> they got all this stuff going on. They got they got they running two churches. I'm good. Like, just catch it, rip it up, flush it down the toilet. Whatever. I'm like, yo, just do it. So I'm trusting that my brother did it. Man, I got a call like about 7.30 one Saturday morning. My mom's. She wasn't even mad. She wasn't even tripping. She was just like... So, I mean, similar to what your, your your dad said about, you know, the four-year plan. But here's a kicker. They was about to get me a car. Dang. Dang. I was about to get, uh, I was about to get a brand new, fresh 
Mazda protege because my uncle worked for a Mazda dealership up here in New Haven. I was about to get me a fresh 95 Mazda protege that like come back and forth to school with. I wouldn't have to worry about flying no more. All the other stuff. My mother just let me know. She didn't like get on me. She just called me to let me know. Since you did so bad in school, we're not going to get you the car we were going to get you. I was like, can't you just yell at me instead? <laughs> can I get can I get the car back and y'all well, y'all beat Yo. me? Yell, do whatever. I ain't gonna tell you the story about how the the bishop's kid uh, got a, a a D in religious religious studies. I ain't gonna tell you that story. But uh, oh gosh, yeah, that's that's the that's the professor's fault because he told me, listen, first day of class, I don't care if you show up at all. As long as you're here for the midterm and the final, nigga, that's all I need to hear. All right. Man, those are my kind of teachers, bro. I never went to that class one. <laughs> when I tell you I took his words literally, I showed up for the midterm. I showed up for the final. And I got a D in that class because I didn't hand in the homework. I, I thought I was just going to skate by on what I knew from church. Yeah, I got a, a D, religious studies. My father was like, but... I'm just trying to understand. Like, help me. Um, <laughs> like, help help me understand how this happened. And I'm like, uh, I, I, I don't know. They was using some some foreign books. I ain't never heard these books before. But I ain't never been to class. So it's what it is, man. I I, I rewarded, know to look after for my kids. I rewarded those professors with intelligence. And I walked in. <laughs> When I walked in that first day, like, listen, here's the syllabus. You don't got to be here. You don't got to waste my time. We'll see you. If, like, if you want to be here for the midterm and the final. I was like, what? I'll go straight home and just read a chapter every day. It just stay, stay healthy. What was it? Because, like, you know, there were certain people that uh, I paid my money for this school. I'm not missing no class. Like, okay, let me get your, let me get your number. Let me get your phone number. And I would get day phone numbers and be like, hey, what's for homework? What's for this? I'm like, boom, boom. Knock them joints out, hand them junks in. Oh, my God. I did the best in those classes. See, you, you're better than me because you at least attempted. When I heard him say, you only got to show up for the midterm and final. You were just like, I shut down. That as, yeah, I, I ain't, I'm not reaching nobody. You told me there was only two times I had to show up. So that's the attitude I had. But. I, I, the thing is, the roommates that I had all throughout college, not to say that they were bad people, because like you said, that would put the onus on somebody else. But my roommates and I, we, we had a triple. We would wake up and be like, yo, you going to class? No? <laughs> and turn around and everybody go back to sleep. Like, that, that was the room we had. <laughs> Mind you, we didn't have this. We had, like, maybe one or two classes that were the same. But that eight o'clock class, if one person wasn't going, nigga, wow. your alarm off. I can catch y'all niggas at lunch. Shut your shut the alarms off. We'll rendezvous at lunch. Wow. So I guess I was the only dog that I tried to keep my I tried to keep my when I had control of it, I tried to keep my school schedule as close to high school as possible. Like I would that was the other mistake. That was the other mistake when they told you. Oh, you don't have to do a whole eight to two or whatever the schedule was. I said, nigga, my class is starting if I can get them from 12 
on. Heck no. I ain't going to see you. I no, no, fam. The wave was going from 8.30 to 12.30 and having the whole day for the rest of, to do whatever you wanted, fam. That was the wave, bro. Oh, my God. I used to hate it when um I used to have to get a class and be like, oh, the, the only time they have this stats class is 3.30. I used to be so mad, yo. <laughs> I used to just put my, when I got my schedule the way I wanted it, I would go, I would go like three one day and like two the other day and try to get Friday off, but it was kind of impossible. But I always wanted to be done by like 12.30, like one o'clock so I could just be chilling the rest of the day and being in union, playing pool and watching, um, watching daggone um, Jerry Springer. See, my, I didn't get that knowledge to junior, senior year. And that's because by then, I figured out do one night class on Tuesday and do the rest of your classes Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You mm. finish before 12. So if you got to go home, you can always dip after 12 o'clock. That was a mindset as a junior senior. But when I was a freshman, nigga, I wasn't getting up for nobody's class. 12 o'clock? Please. That's a good sleep. You know what time I got in my room? 12 o'clock is good sleep. <laughs> oh, shoot, but let me tell you something else, though. Because remember, I told you it took me, I was, it took me an extra year. So I wasted the one semester. So it should have been, it should have been four and a half years. So I then decided, <laughs> I picked my major as accounting because. Why? <laughs> hold on. <laughs> In high school, I destroyed accounting. I killed accounting. Like, I was getting all A's in accounting in high school. Killing it. Bro. Got to college. My first... Was it accounting or finance? My first semester of accounting and finance, B pluses. Killing. Living life. Enjoying. Partying every week. Drinking. Just, just doing whatever I wanted to do. Man, that's <laughs> that second semester, bro. <laughs> the intro classes got you. You thought you were Listen, listen, listen. The <laughs> intro, yo, when, when, when they did everything we did in high school in the first week, <laughs> like, excuse me, say what? I was like, we spent months doing this. And you just wait a minute. Why is this all of this in the first chapter? What's <laughs> happening here, bro? Accounting two o whatever they called it, finance three o something, and stats two fifteen, bro. It took me finance. It took me three times to pass it. Stats took me three times. And accounting took me, I think I just dropped it and changed my major. I literally went to my guidance counselor. I was like, listen, <laughs> I'm not going to be an accountant because I can't get out the second semester of finance. So I don't need a tutor. I don't need that. I, I cannot figure this junk out. This is the third time I took it. So while I'm taking it, I'm taking other classes and passing them. 
I can't get out of stats and get. I can't get out of finance. No, get not out of them the HBCU where they gonna lift you up. Where bro, they gonna let you fall to the ground. No, they was tired of lifting me up, bro. Everybody was gone. <laughs> Everybody was on to their next set of classes. Like, I know they was looking at me crazy because it's like some classes I'm advancing while that fight, bro. So I literally wasted a year of time and money. Two semesters is down the drain from absolutely nothing. So I eventually, um, we broke it down like classes and credits and all of that. Stuff. There was like the fastest way you get out of here is changing your, um, change your uh, major to marketing. And then you'll get out of here with just an extra year. So I changed that junk to marketing. Then my last semester, guess what George tried to do? I had 21 credits. I had 21 credits left in my last semester, fam. Seven class. I tried to take seven classes to get out. Oh, no, nah, you're wild. <laughs> Let that sink in. For all my college, for all my college people that's listening to the pod right now, I tried to take seven classes in my last semester of college. Now, you're mind you, bugging, bugging. Everybody's gone. All my friends are gone. Ain't nobody lifting me up no more, Corey. All my friends are gone. Graduated from school. Like, yeah, I got some underclassmen friends that I hang with and stuff like that. But like the crew I came with, everybody's gone. Either graduated or kicked out or left, or left school. <laughs> you know what visual just came to my mind? What? Nutty professor one when uh Sherman Clump mom just keep passing out and the father like, come on, I ain't gonna be picking your big A up all night. <laughs> <laughs> Facts, bro. Facts. <laughs> so, yo, I'm literally trying to get out this school. I'm back on the, like, mind you, I'm living alone. I'm like, I'm in the hood. I'm in the hood of Hampton, Hampton, Virginia. Now I'm no longer like right across the street in the nice apartments. I'm in the hood. I'm on 214 Regent Street, apartment A. Like, nigga, the, we lived behind for those that people that are from the south there's a grocery store called lion king i didn't have to if i needed to go to the grocery store i had to walk through some bushes and i would just take the cart and go get the ducks i was in the hood so i had nothing to do i literally had nothing to do but watch tv and do my work because like literally all my all people i hung with was gone. I broke up with my girl. My girl was from Brooklyn, to be to be, I, be honest with you. But don't 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 just throw that in there. Don't just throw. No, that I'm in. dead serious. Don't do that. I literally like don't sophomore sophomore junior year. I was taking a taking a grant taking the train to Grand Central. Then I would take the four. Then I would take the two or the three to uh, Grand Army Plaza. She lived on Eastern Parkway. She didn't even park where? Nah, she wasn't Caribbean. That, that was, that's kind of racist. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of racist, but she wasn't. <laughs> she lived on St. John. I think it was St. John's. I think it was St. John's place. I think that's the name of the street. I think that's the name of the street, but I remember I got off at Grand Army Plaza. But um, yeah, everybody was gone, bro. 
I passed six. I passed six what? of the classes. You passed six. That's 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 a, a kudos for having seven. Six out of seven. That's a good percentage. No, fair because I'll never forget this. Her name was Epler, Mrs. Epler, bro. And I had her for other classes, and she knew I was taking seven. That lady, remember, passing was a C. Gave me a C minus in marketing research. Yeah, Epler didn't care. I was like, Mrs. Epler, I got I started lying. I got a job waiting for me in Connecticut. <laughs> I ain't no job waiting for me, nigga. <laughs> I got a job waiting for me in Connecticut. You gotta pass me. There we go. Please. She was like, nope, nope, you gotta take it over. So then I just like I went over ahead. Well, not I didn't go over ahead. I just went to the dean and I was like, yo. Can you please let me take this last class home? Please don't make me stay in Virginia for four months to take one class. And they, for out of the kindness of their heart, they let me come back home and take the one class. So, and you know me, I didn't tell my mother till I got back home. Sam, was- all right. I, I, my, on graduation day, my diploma, I did not receive. I had a note that said, please come to the registrar because I was missing credits. They let me walk, but I had to make them up in the summer. And the uh, the way I made it up was I had to do a project, which is supposed to be like this big 70 page paper about interviewing this alumni and having like this day, they called it a shadowing day. So you had to shadow them and um, talk about the experience. Nigga, I called my cousin and my uncle who had a uh, con- who have a construction business, and I was asking them random questions. I banged that paper out from the phone interview I had with my uncle and my cousin, mm-hmm. and my professor was like, "In the summertime, after I got the after he got the paper, after he graded it, he was like, "Yo, um, so I'll be in New York. Do you think it's uh, it's okay if I uh, meet this person that you work with?" I'm like, "Oh crap!" So I had to tell my <laughs> uncle. Last minute, I'm like, I need you to act like you don't know me. Uh, this gentleman wants to act like he wants to come and talk to you about me and quote unquote the experience that I had with you and shadowing. He goes, Oh, fine. So my uncle was a G. He took the guy to juniors, and the whole time my uncle's talking me up. And I'm like, See, I, I, I knew, like, family, I knew it. I knew you had me. And That's the, the teacher was like, yeah, man, I, I'm not going to lie. This guy's got a whole bunch of street smarts, so I didn't know if he just wrote the paper just because or if he actually did it. I'm like, ah, I got you. Laugh. Yo. That's exactly Ooh. what I did. No, I wasn't going to shadow nobody from Pennsylvania. And right. No offense to anybody that lives in Pennsylvania, but it was like, I ain't interested in a nigga that's an accountant at Hershey Park I don't care if you like market for Anheuser, but I don't care at that point. Right. I, I got a business admin degree because I had started a business in uh, high school and thought I did, business admin is worst case scenario if my uh, COVID line didn't take off, I would need, I can get an admin job. That's the only reason why I got a business admin degree. I didn't care about <laughs> nothing else. Oh, shoot. Ladies and gentlemen, James White has joined us. What's going on, family? Good evening, beloveds. We are sharing some of our favorite failed 
um, academic stories from college. Oh, I, um, I just shared how I attempted to take seven classes, 21 credits in my final semester at Hampton University. <laughs> See? Exactly. See? Exactly. See? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. See, well, well, no, let him go. He needs this because just the fact that I actually tried that—that's <laughs> stupid. Like out of oh, fear, fear, like, like I gotta finish this semester. I have to finish your senior year. Late. Mind semester. you, I was already fam. I was semester. already late. I was already late. I was already late. Like my friends were, all my friends were gone. <laughs> <laughs> broke up with my girl everybody was going or kicked out or whatever i was living by myself in the hood fam and i was just like i was more focused than ever to get out of there i passed six i passed six so core remember how i said i came out of freshman year with a three yeah yeah bro You're overachiever james i graduated from hampton with a 2.0 oh <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. Well, they just, they really wanted you out of there. Listen, let me tell you something. They, they, they let me take my last class at this, this, this school here in New Haven, Connecticut called Southern. And I ended up um, taking, it was a marketing research class. I took that junk back here and um, did, did okay. Like, you know, I think the whole struggle was really me like having to tell my tell my mom. <laughs> like I didn't know how that was gonna go. But uh, letting her know, she was like, really? I was like, yeah, just one more because I had to change my major. <laughs> so I mean I'm surprised you didn't hear about that uh that that game, I want to call it, because I had to get in front of it and tell my parents I was taking classes to be ahead for the next semester. So I would take classes at the community college, which was, which was just uh, 13th grade for everybody that went to my high school. Like, I went to the community college. I'm like, do these two credits transfer over? Yeah. Oh, all right, nigga. Play less. No, I'm telling you. I'm just trying to get ahead. I'm just, I'm going to try and be ahead for the next semester. Nigga, I was making making up every time I told my parents, yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm trying to get ahead. I was making up every single time. I took advantage of them being so busy with church, bro. I literally did. I was just like, yo, I'm just gonna stay down here and um take it, take a class for the summer. Like I didn't tell them that I had to, that I needed to, because <laughs> 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 like I'm sitting here with graduates. You still here? You still here, Vic? Like, yeah, I'm still here. You you in graduate? Yo, you're in graduate college now. Oh, that's that's great. That's great. So I didn't walk. I didn't walk, um, Corey. I um I had a talk with my moms, and um graduation was actually it's actually Mother's Day at Hampton. And um, like I said, my parents was busy with church, and they literally ain't trying to miss no service for, <laughs> for nobody. So um I was like, hey mom, um graduation day is Mother's Day. We would literally have to go back to Virginia from Connecticut. Um, but if I don't go, um, they'll send us the, diplo the, the diploma. 
She was, she was like, so if you don't go, you'll get the paper. <laughs> and I was like, yes, ma'am. You sure they're going to send it to you? I was like, yeah, they're going to send it to me. So, all right, we're good. We don't have to go. <laughs> so I never, I didn't have the um, experience of walking at my graduation. And I really didn't want it if it wasn't with my the people that I went to school with. So, but if my mother would have been like, no, we want to see it, then... I would have went, but she was just like, yo, if you getting it, then you ain't gotta, you you don't gotta go. So James, I was just telling uh George that uh I did in fact walk in my graduation, but my diploma <laughs> didn't have a diploma in it. It had a note that said, uh, come to registrar right after <laughs> the ceremony. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, come to registrar. That was that was my walking experience. I was walking, but I was taking the fall. <laughs> I um my sophomore year was such a contrast. It was a tale of two cities. Mm. Um the first semester of my sophomore year, I made the dean's list. Wow. I don't and, know what um, that is. Yeah. Prep work. <laughs> dean- I was calling James prep work. I'm just dean's list over here. Not over yeah, here, man. man. Listen, made the dean's list my first semester of my sophomore year. That semester, George, I actually had 22 hours. Wow. Um, what? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. What? 22. You made the dean's list? Taking 22. 22, bro. Um, but a funny thing How many Asian the- friends did you have? How he went to FAMU. HBCU. He went to FAMU. There was yeah. an Asian on a minority scholarship. Stop it. Was the kick was the mm. kicker Asian? No. Uh well, no, the <laughs> kicker was like Indian or something, but that's besides the point. I didn't know him. Our but- kicker was white. Our <laughs> kicker was white. I forgot yeah, his name. Um, but at the end of that semester, I started pledging mm. and uh, shout out to the bros, Prime Alpha Symphonia Fraternity of America. Um, I'm in the Open Crime Gamma chapter known as the OGs and OGs are crazy. They lost their mind. Right. Um, <laughs> so a line started with 13 dudes and ended with six. And um, for various reasons that we will not talk about on this but show, we so we cannot, Mm-mm. no, cannot. <laughs> but but um, I was line president. I was LP, and um, our line got suspended. Mm. So mid pledge, our line got suspended. So part of the reason why my grades were so good is because we were assigned a study hall. And it was like this routine that we all would just go to study all together and grind it out. We weren't talking to nobody, no girlfriend, no nothing. And it was study hall, look out for the dean, get that knot. And then one day, you know, he sent us a note and said, listen, go to study hall, but don't dress in your stuff. Don't wear nothing. I was like, what? What happened? And next thing I know, the people from the Tallahassee Democrat are at the music building and everything else. I'm like, what in the world? And Line got suspended. So we mm. suspended indefinitely. Like, don't nothing, nothing, nothing. We ain't meeting nothing nowhere. 
bro call you, don't answer. Like nothing. Like what in the world happened? So we locked in on study, man. And um, but that second semester, the spring, um, everything just went to hell. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm doing a combination of being in the family gospel choir. We're on the road all the time, literally, because gospel choir, we, you know, the album had come out the year prior that we did with Twinkie Clark. So, so literally, we're traveling like gospel artists. Okay, like we're doing shows with, you know, every weekend. You know, we're we're in the spot every weekend, but I'm also in the concert choir as well, and got hooked up with this old girl. Who shall remain nameless forever? Come on now, what's up? Yeah, do that. No, no, skank. <laughs> she, she will rely. She will not get no love on this show. <laughs> so all this pent up stuff, and then all of a sudden we get a call from the dean. We back on again. What? We back on again. But wait a minute, I done made plans with my semester, my life. I thought we were just gonna be. Nope. Meet us here. Put the stuff on. Man. Can't go, trust me, cannot go into detail, but let's just say that next two weeks messed my brain up so bad Mm. that I never knew what time it was and I had a watch on. (laughs) And I I never knew what time it was. There were just several classes that I did not attend, Mm. nor had recollection of them even happening because I did not know what they were. Let me tell you how jaded we were. When we crossed, we didn't even know we crossed. Dang. That's how how jaded we were. And so the six of us that were together, we were like, okay, we got this, but did we really cross? And then <laughs> the, the bros invited us to a barbecue in our honor the next day. No, nigga, don't go. It's a trap. We ain't going. Ain't none of us going. <laughs> so, so, so we all got some sleep because we ain't slept in, in, in two weeks. Literally. Have not slept in two weeks. Like the funkiest black boys you've ever met mm. in your life. Like we we were jaded, bro. So the only thing I know what to do after I clean myself up. Hey, I gotta, I gotta catch back up on the ladies. So I, I spent the next two months of the semester just hooking up with girls and still not going to class, right? Mm. Um, then I got alerted about, and here it is, Corey, my biological science exam. <laughs> okay, so the biological science exam was the worst fail I've ever had in my life, okay? So this is how, how it happens. You get eight points for your name, mm. Okay. Get, just remember, remember, I'm telling you this. You get mm. eight points for your name. Okay. There are 46 stations inside of this lab. There are two questions at each station. You answer them, you move to the next spot. And that's how it works. So we're all lined up outside. First person comes in, next person comes in. We go from station, station to station until you're all done. The way I had no clue as to what anything was in that room. <laughs> At each station, I knew nothing. Because I had not been in that class all semester. Like, I, oh, I my goodness. The first week. And that was it. 
I had no clue. I had somebody signing my name on the roll. They would sign my name faithfully, so I, you know, I didn't get kicked out of the class. But I still had to take the exam. I was answers. I would go to East Station and answer questions like Raekwon. <laughs> Keyshawn Johnson. <laughs> Whitley Gilbert. I'm just Come writing on. all. I'm writing all kinds of stuff. You get eight points for your name. I got a fourteen. <laughs> we. And it's the grace of God that I answered three questions. I still have no idea how I answered those questions right. I'm on scholarship, y'all. Okay, my scholarship says I'm on full scholarship. I'm on a full ride. My parents don't have no money. Okay, they cannot afford to have me in school. I need to be on the scholarship. And part of the scholarship stipulations were you must maintain a 3.001. Mm. Because of my second semester, I went from the dean's list in the first semester <laughs> to failing almost every class the second semester and my GPA went to a 3.002. I was a thousandth point away from losing my scholarship. See, James, you, you came in late. You, you missed me saying I, I, I lost my scholarship Mind you, the reason why I got the scholarship was because I was black. Diversity scholarship. Okay. I okay. lost my scholarship after the freshman year, after the first semester. I lost the reason why I went to the school. I lost the scholarship. Mm-hmm. For grades. I, I, I hung on <laughs> by a thread. Literally, by a thread. I went home, my mama said, whatever you did these past four months, don't do it no more. I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> if you ever get kicked out, if you lose that scholarship, and you got to come home. It's going to be hell for you, buddy. Listen. I said, I said okay, yes, ma'am. And I, and I already knew what that was. That was going to be hard living. And I knew it. And so I had to straighten up, man. I wound up graduating with a 3-4. Okay. Um, but, man, I had my final semester on campus. I had 10 hours. I had a a class a day and none on Friday. And I was living off campus too. George, that's how you do it, George. Yeah, I know. The last semester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corey, Monday through Thursday, all of my classes were at 930. I had one class at 930 every day. And then I was done on Friday. No no classes on Friday. And had a one-bedroom apartment to myself. Oh man! Woo! What year was your senior year? Two thousand. Yeah, man, you had, you had, you had, you had that, you had that Carl Thomas emotional. He had a okay. Good... Don't bring that album up, bro. Oh my now, god! I'm, a, I'm gonna shift. Oh I'm gonna shift. I'm gonna shift the room a little bit because oh. my, my my this is this is the Vindel episode. <laughs> I told a funny story about my brother. You're gonna crack up when you listen to it, James. My brother sparked this. I saw him post on Insta story in his Insta story. Carl Thomas emotional is top three greatest RB albums he's ever heard. 
So I'm like, dang. I ain't listened to that in a minute. Boy? Man? That album don't get the love it's supposed to be. First of all, first of all, I know, I know, Corey, you ain't, Corey, you gonna call, oh, James, you also, you're good. Corey did something at the beginning of this podcast. I'm not gonna tell you. You're just gonna have to be surprised and you're gonna enjoy the best side of it. That's all I'm gonna say. But let me tell you something, James. I forgot that the intro was a worship. Oh man, it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I was ready. <laughs> I'm way more saved than I was in 2000. I was like, okay, okay, here we go. But man, that album right there. Oh my goodness, yo. Where do you put Emotional by Carl Thomas? Where do you put that album? Because that joint, my goodness, yo. Are you asking me or Corey? Yeah, either one of y'all could go. Uh, can I go, James? And I, and I said this with the utmost respect to you as a singer and a musician. Um, Carl Thomas's lazy runs on emotional made me feel like I was going to be the next R&B singer coming out <laughs> of Brooklyn, New York. I hit every lazy run and riff on emotional as if I were on American Idol and my life depended on it. And you couldn't tell me that me and Carl Thomas sounded the same. You could tell me that when it came out. Um, but all right. You made me pull up the track list because that's literally one of my favorite R&B albums. Listen, let and me tell you, it's not, it's not enough to pull up the track list. I didn't realize that I remember every single word of them songs, bro. George, every track. I haven't listened to that album in so long. I, I don't know what it is about music. I don't know what it is, James. I don't know what it is about music. I cannot tell you the last time I've listened to the album tracks, but just hearing the cue of a certain note or something, and I remembered every single, I, I was losing it. I was losing it. Like, this joke is so dope. Okay, okay is it my turn? Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, bro. So I'm, I'm in Walmart right now doing my husbandly duties. So yes, sir. Let, let me get to a safe place so I can um, tell y'all my take on this song, this album, excuse me, Emotional. First of all, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it, hate it, hate it. I hate it. I hate it greatly. I hate it tremendously. I hate it a What's whole happening? lot. I hate it a bunch. If I never hear it again, it'd be too soon. Oh, Carl no. Thomas to be beaten with a wet bat for even no. doing this album. The Why? one that's his only successful record. I can't stand Is this, is this, is this happening for real? George, I don't know what's going on. on. I don't know. I can't stand it. There's, there's a reason. There's a reason. I'm going to let him go. There's only, there's only one song that I would even listen to on that record right now, and that's Summer Soft. That's the only one. I'm Summer Rain. I'm sorry. Summer Rain is the only one that I can even stand because I can't stand it and I can't stand him. Okay. Who who was she and what did like how her name was Janae, Janae Means from there Detroit, Michigan. There it is. 
There it is. What's her name? Janae, if you're listening to this record, I'm talking about you. If you're listening to this podcast, I may, I may copy this and send it to her. I'm talking about you and what your market behind did to me in 2000. Because this, this was the soundtrack to a breakup, y'all. Oh, no. Ah, okay. It makes sense now. Okay. Okay. And and as Carl said, I wish I never met her uh-huh. at all. Mm. Janae, oh, James, I'm sorry. I'm looking, I'm looking at the track list, James. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, this yeah is it's a, bad... a full breakup album. Ow. Yeah. Yes. You ain't right. Okay. How about that, Janae? Okay. I'm gonna tell it. She's she's gonna laugh at this because I mean we're good people now. It's all good. She's moved on with her life. Wonderful yeah, husband, so... children, and that's great. And so have I. Met the love of my life because it wasn't Janae, and I knew that after this record. <laughs> <laughs> cold, cold world, Janae. You see, so we 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 were already going through it and everything. I graduated. Um, I was in my graduation situation, and um, so I flew up in 2000 from my hometown, Mobile, Alabama, to Detroit to go meet Janae's family. And I missed the first flight. I was flying out of New Orleans, missed the first flight. I had to stay in New Orleans overnight. Janae is already pissed at me for that, okay? When she picks me up, there are no warm and fuzzies. There are no, I'm glad to see you. There is no, it's that and other. What's playing in the car is emotional like all times. Mm. Literally, the song "Emotional" is playing mm. when I come in, and I'm talking mm. right on the chorus. As soon as I get in the car, the chorus of "Emotional" is playing. Oh, you remember the lyrics time. to that? She had that time. She she, no, she had that song on repeat. She what's a man to do? What's a man to do when just can't take no more? Man, what's a man to do when his heart beats him to the door? Man. <laughs> I tried and tried again, but now this is now the this end. Is the, uh, Tell me, what's the use of holding you, on? If we, we can't, can't be friends. friends. God. I'm emotional and I can't let go. I've been trying to hold on to you. Though it hurts me so, I got to let you know. got to let you go. the love oh, we want shared, shared now is through. I'm saying mm. goodbye to you. Can I spend $500 <laughs> for my flight for this? Hey. Ooh. Right, Ooh. If, I, if I see Carl Thomas in the street, I'm gonna slap him with a flounder. <laughs> All we gonna see that, but dry curls just fall off. Little dry, dried up S curls just fall off. Can't stand <sighs> him. and Mario Linus can't stand either one of them. Oh my goodness! Listen. Do you have a soundtrack to a breakup, Corey? Yes, I do. 808s and heartbreak. And as recent as y'all may be like, see, you ain't been through nothing. I never, I never liked 808s and heartbreak until I went through something, a breakup, and listened to 808s and heartbreak the entire way through. And I was like, oh my, this nigga, he, he's telling my story. But I hated, I hated 808s. Coming off of graduation, I hated 808s. I went through a breakup. 808s became my favorite breakup album. 
I had happy times during emotional. So I don't have that same story James did. But 808s, I hated it, broke up, and it became the soundtrack to my life for that, a good two months. It's the only album I listen to every day. Mm. And um, what's the coldest winter? When coldest winter would come on, I would scream at the top of my lungs, see you in my nightmares. <laughs> How did we get here? Like, I, top of my lungs. I screamed at the top of my lungs because it just brought out. I'm like, yeah, I hate this girl. She, I can't stand you. Yeah, that that was for me. That was my my breakup album. But I never had a specific. Yours? I never had a specific song. I just remember what was going on in the in the house at the time, and the it was Martin was on, and. It was a very not, it was like the last season of Martin where the episode stopped getting so good. It was a very nondescript episode where Cole got his own apartment and he had an ironing board for a bed and he got like an old couch and Shanice was like, I, I need more space. And like, it was, a, I, every time that rerun comes up, I get hot flashes. <laughs> I just think about, her family, because she had family down there. She's from Brooklyn, but she had family down in that area. Her family literally, so like, it was a planned breakup, bro. I was making chicken. I was making chicken. I was making dinner for us, nigga. Do y'all understand what was going on? We were watching Martin, and I was making chicken and making rice and roadies for dinner. But she had a planned breakup already set. Her family came to my house and picked her up. Nigga. Nigga. I was, <laughs> I was Nigga. like, got all this chicken in the, in the stove. You ain't going to say nothing. You just going to leave? Nigga, I literally, I literally, when her family came to my house, I literally left my house. And went across the um, because it was like a, like I said, it was an apartment complex, but it was like three stories with patios and everything. I went across the street or a parking lot to my homeboy's apartment, and I stood on the patio on the third floor, and I just watched down as she got her stuff and walked out the house. It was literally the saddest thing you ever seen. I was like. My boy, I went up to my boy Jeff's house and said, what's going on? I was like, man, I think Joy, I think Joy breaking up with me, bro. He was like, what are you talking about? Her whole family here. He's like, stop lying. <laughs> Yo, that junk cut me like a knife, bro. Cut me like a knife. Like that chicken, I just literally, I literally didn't eat none of the chicken. I was just hurt that I wasted money on the chicken. Messed me up. Man, that's the thing, man. They don't be valuing, you know, what you're going through. I baked like, them I'm... drumsticks, James. I baked them. Bro, I hear you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, baked, I baked them drumsticks, Court. You got to understand, food is precious, man. You know what I'm saying? If a dude cooking for you. I know the rice and roll these little, got little heavy in sodium, but hey, come on, man. What we doing? You got to understand. If a dude is cooking for you, like, I could have bought this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could, 
I could have ordered KFC or something, you know what I'm Facts. saying, or Popeyes. No, I'm I'm cooking for you. There was a Burger King right in the complex that I could have walked to and got me a wop that tastes like onion rings. <laughs> oh my goodness, yo. Yo, that is hilarious. The college story. The song goes out to the, the two the two the, the two ladies that caused the heartbreak. I'm playing Carl Thomas. You ain't right right now. For those two young ladies. Miss make me pay five hundred dollars for a flight. And miss baked chicken and rice aroni on the stove. Listen, mom. Damn. You ain't right. You ain't right. You get like Jay, you get like five rice aronis for like Three dollars, fam. <laughs> you know what Rizeroni had? Like, I had all this spare Rizeroni because she she was gone. Oh, a time of me failing classes. That joke was just rough. <laughs> life was life as a shorty shouldn't be so rough. <laughs> Oh gosh. Oh my goodness, yo. I love how I just felt like life was ending though. Like when when stuff like that was happening though. But don't, ain't that your, your your first response? Like when my son has a heartbreak for the first time, I might have to plan a guy's trip. Like I, I know what you're yeah. feeling. I know I know how you're feeling. You trust me, if you like you ain't gonna love again, but you're gonna get up. Come on. You was your up. was your college near where you live, Corey? Heck no, my college is three hours away. So did you have like a college girl, or it was just like you were just out there? You was just in the streets. I will not incriminate myself on your podcast. Come on, man! Come on. What are we doing? I, I did not have a college girl for anybody that's listening and wants to use this. As uh, against me, I did not have a college girl. I was into my studies. You hear me? Okay, all right. Religious studies, uh, religious studies. At that, I, I was trying to. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Same as you feel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. My little stupid little 19, 20, 21 year old self. Man, when 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 school broke out for like summer or spring or fall or whatever, I'll be sick. Every song on the radio. Oh my god! And there was oh so, oh oh here come the Steve, here come the Steve Harvey Corey. <laughs> we didn't have no cell phones back then. All I had was a pager. A phone that could click over. We, we, I couldn't tweet nobody back then. It wasn't no DMs back then. <laughs> All I had was a, a bag full of laundry quarters, and I would make a call and tell the girl to call me back on a payphone so that way we could spend the night just talking for hours. You ever wrote a girl a letter? I wrote my girl letters. With an inkwell pen. You don't even make those no more. I had an inkwell pen. <laughs> inkwell pen. 
Yo, but them times uh, I had to like go back home from school or go back home from school. Well, I didn't really go back home from school, but she went, she went home or oh my gosh. Sick, bro. Sick to my stomach because I wasn't going to see her for like two weeks. <laughs> Do it. I was just going to go home and get on the train and go see it. Nah, I, 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 I never had a college. Uh, I never had a college fling. Um, and that's all I will say about that. I'll, I'll leave it just at that. I never had a college. Oh, fling. wow. That's what we're doing. Okay. I, I, I'll, I'll go this route. I was too picky. I wish you could see me on camera right now. I was too picky to have a college sweetheart. Gotcha. Except for when a movie Hitch came out and I thought I was Will Smith in the movie and tried to use <laughs> one, of his, one, one of his moves on a, one of the bartenders. But yeah. Nah, like I went for a long time of just being belonging to them Hampton, Virginia streets and belonging to the Norfolk, Virginia streets and belonging to the Virginia Beach streets. I I would belong to them streets. <laughs> I literally belong to them streets. And then I decided that, oh, this girl from Brooklyn was, oh, this is my girl right here. And we, we, was, we was together for a minute. We was together for a minute. I would say probably two years. Not the girl from Eastern Parkway. She's not from Eastern Parkway. <laughs> She's not Caribbean. She's not Caribbean. Sorry, baby. Anybody. Eastern Parkway has listened to this podcast. I apologize to the fans. But just like it's funny like to me because I'm from Brooklyn and I know what Eastern Parkway is. I'm sorry. And you would just, I mean, you would you would figure that hey, Jamaican guy, go get what you like. <laughs> but I don't even there was a lot of Jamaicans and stuff like that at Hampton, but I never like. I mean, there will be times I would talk, but like I never like connected. I wouldn't go no further. I don't know what it was about her that I made, made me like lock it down for what we did. But twas with the it wagon, twas, George. It yes, and that's wagon. what it was. That's exactly what it was. Oh my God, Corey, how did you know, man? <laughs> I'm gonna tell this story. We're gonna get out of here. So it was the first party of the year. Like it was her freshman year. It was my junior year. So I'm there being a creep because we know the new freshman is going to be coming through. So we had to see what was what, what was what. So we're, you know, doing our thing, you know, partying or whatever. It was in the union. It was in the student union. So, like, literally, we know it's going to end. We know the party is going to end at, like, 10, 10, 30. So that's plenty of docking time after the party is over. And there's, like... No drinks or nothing in the union unless you supplied it for yourself beforehand. <laughs> so we're in the party and like we're dancing, and then this goes back to this goes back to a previous podcast where what did I say it was? The acceptance oh, twirl. The acceptance twirl. She didn't give me the acceptance twirl. So I thought I was being just we were just two-stepping. I'm just like, uh, she cute. She not she not turning around though, so I guess she ain't really with it. So all two right. step in a two step in a Sean Paul don't care what people do, huh? Right. Well, I can't. I I don't really remember the songs, man. I was just 
So I was just sitting there like, where you from? from this and that. So like, literally, we faced each other. So like, the whole conversation is eased because I didn't get the acceptance twirl. So we talking whatever, and you know, get the number. So I'm like, cool, you know how it is. You get the number when you're that age. You are, you know, you wait a little bit before you make the How long call. did you wait? Nigga. There's a science to it. There's a science to it. How long did you wait? I'm trying to see something. Nigga, we, let me, let me finish. All right, my bad. my bad. I completely went against all the sciences. Party came outside. Everybody's outside hanging out the student union. My boy goes, hey, Vic, wasn't that the girl you was dancing with? I turn around. Good Lord of my <laughs> You, you just, I guess, I guess we're gonna title this episode Private Corey, because you just knew that <laughs> thing. That thing, that <laughs> Brooklyn made. Let me tell you that. Oh my God. Sweet Georgia wow. Brown. I called her when I got back to my, my apartment, though. <laughs> <laughs> I broke every rule. I did not wait. I knew that. I knew. I wow. remember I said it was 10 30. When did we all let out? We went back home. Remember, I told you my apartment was across the street from campus. I called her at 11 05. Because I knew the curfew was 11 and she'd be back in her room. <laughs> Y'all can judge me if you want to. I don't care. Oh, that was man. my first real girlfriend. <laughs> man, Corey, that thing. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Bell Bib DeVoe tried to tell you. Don't Damn. put the big button to smile. They tried to tell you. Not All my boys was like, yo, I was like, I didn't see that. It's like, <laughs> how you even see that inside? I was like, she turned around. I didn't see it. It was on the oh, dance so you had the face-to-face dance. Oh, I mean, we had that's what I was trying to explain to you. She never oh. she never gave me the acceptance twirl to let me, you know, dance on her or whatever oh. like that. It was oh, it was face-to-face dancing. So it was easier for me to get the phone number and just like we literally danced and talked the whole time and I got the number. So like I didn't see it was like we danced and then we just turned away from each other and I didn't see because it was like it was dark in there and all that stuff. We got outside, fam. Miss Parker, Miss Parker. Good Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. He know what I want. Goodness gracious. Oh, so I completely broke protocol of waiting. You crazy? All I thought, all I was thinking about was all the other dudes that might have got her number that night or whatever. I was like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm going in. I'm not this. <laughs> you ain't beat me to the punch. After all, I spent all the time I spent dancing with her. Y'all ain't gonna beat me, no sir. Leaned up in my, oh my leaned up in my room talking to that girl. Yo, so how's New York? I'm from Connecticut. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. Oh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> George, that was that was good. Let me tell you, that was good. Oh that was man, good. that was well. Good. 
Felt good going down memory lane talking about the college days. Um, do yourself a favor if you haven't listened to Carl Thomas emotions in a long time. Do it. Do it. It's man. I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say something. I think it rivals confessions. I said it. I ain't mad at that. I said it. I ain't mad at take, that. I ain't mad at that at all. Take, take away the... I'm going to say something else more controversial. If you take away the actual believability of the storyline for Confessions, it ain't no 8701. I said it. I said it. Uh, Usher had believability. Uh, Usher had believability. With his storyline. That's what made it resonate. You know my for, for confession? Yes. It's dope music. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to disconfession or nothing like that. It's an amazing album. But the thing that put it over the top, we thought we were literally seeing into what he was going through. And they was Kevin. They wasn't going through all of that. Hundred percent, but you so felt like you was. We didn't know that at the time. Yeah, what? We we just knew it was in their business. Listen, when I heard every time I was in LA, I said, "Oh, nigga, you telling my story?" Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Replace LA with something else. Okay. When he had that phone conversation, like, listen, that phone conversation still hits now. Put that on everything. Man. Come on, man. We thought we was listening to something like, yo, that's crazy. He was on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> this is out of control. I just like, I just really like 8701, man. That's just crazy. Oh my gosh, that's a cool album. You know what this, you know what's crazy about those two albums? If you look at 8701. Before Confessions, you can be like, oh, this is arguably his best album. Mm-hmm. Before Confessions. And then Confessions comes, and you're like, well, wh- what other Usher album, huh? There's more that exists? Nigga, Confessions had grown men trying to spin their little chains around their neck. Uh, <laughs> While sliding the Air Force Ones. <laughs> All right, nigga, since this is all tied together, when Confessions came out, nigga, I had a blazer in college with a Yankee okay. fitted. Okay, Thinking there it is. Yeah. There it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. With the white tee? With the white tee underneath? Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sure did. Yes. Sure did. Sure did. <sighs> and you couldn't tell me nothing. You, hear me? you had the you do-rag, too? Nothing. I, do-rag, George, too? George. George, I wore a do-rag, I'm not exaggerating, for 23 hours a day when I was in college. I only took it off. I only took it off when I had to wash my hair and brush it in the shower. But for 20, I went to class in a do-rag. I went to lunch in a do-rag. I was at all the functions with a do-rag. Nigga, when Confessions, when the Yeah video came out, you could not tell Corey Reed and Colin a thing. 
a thing. Oh, man. I'm going to find a jacket and I'm going to post it in the group chat because you couldn't tell me. Matter of fact, I think I have that that picture of me in my semi-confessions look. Nigga, you couldn't tell me a thing. You hear me? This is amazing. This is amazing. <laughs> you couldn't tell me nothing. And I, I, had, I had developed a little swollen head because I had already been told that I had looked like Usher. Oh boy. Nigga, you couldn't tell me nothing. That was that was my lane. <laughs> what? Nigga. All right. I literally had a friend. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm when I got back home. <laughs> they kept they told him that he looked like Usher and he could sing too, but he was like straight from Jamaica. Shout out to my boy Chris Wines. So it <laughs> it was a problem. And he used to dress like Usher too. I'm like, man, man. Nah, I knew I couldn't sing. Niggas told me I look like Usher. I ate it up, man. I do I for real? Me? Oh okay. man, that's good. That's good stuff. All right, I gotta find this because this is you you gonna see it and be like, nigga, what were you doing? Oh, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. I'm gonna post it. When I find it, I'm gonna post it because it's gonna take you a minute to find it. Oh my gosh. So people, we hope you enjoyed this college years episode of the Hello Beautiful People podcast. Oh, this picture that I'm dying to see. A Corey, a Corey Raymond. I need Jordan, to see. Corey Raymond is not. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> <When I'm... laughs> Yo. George, when I find this picture, I'm telling you. All right. Yeah. Corey Raymond. That's perfect. That is perfect. Did I have a do-rag nigga? <laughs> Probably the reason why I'm bald now is because I'm bald now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh. Nah. No, yeah, this was good, man. This was, this was. Yeah, this was cool. Shout out to James for coming through and sharing some of his stories. Sharing, sharing why he will never listen to <laughs> The emotional album by Carl Thomas. I knew what's up. I knew when he said he hated it. I said, "Oh nah, what, what's the name? What's the name? What's her name?" That's what you always find out when you ask what's her name. So, people, as always, uh, rock out with the whatever face podcast this week. Out the box, outside the box podcast. Shout out to the ladies of the pod, and yeah. We will see you next week. And as always, stay beautiful. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please don't judge us because we definitely started off talking about praying and ended up talking about... <laughs> no, but no, George, hold on. You it is what it prayer. is. It's real talk. It's real talk. You needed the prayer, George. You got to check. You got to check your phone. You needed the prayer, George. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, my goodness. Look at this jacket. <laughs> And that's not even the George. That's not even the. Hold on, let me see if I can get the front picture for you. We're gonna share this picture to the Hello Beautiful People <laughs> podcast story. I'm not gonna post this. Joke. I'll share it to the story. So after you listen to this podcast, go to the Hello Hello Beautiful People podcast Instagram. This will be on the Instagram story. Corey 
Corey Raymond just shared this picture with me. And <laughs> yo, I didn't know. So that was that was your clothing line with Boom. Fam, are you kidding me? Oh, that no, was y'all again. Yo, yo, it's a smoke. Yo, we gotta get Fam. Boom up here, yo. Fam, was that my first off? We brought um, it was me and Brian Kitt, and I don't want to prolong you. It. it was me and Brian Kitt. Uh-huh. Uh, he shared this. He had shared this story on my pod. Um, how the story goes, nigga came to me one day and was like, "Yo, I want to do a clothing line." And my response to him was, "You got too much time on your hands." He was like, "All right, but watch, but bet, watch, it's, it's gonna be dope." So the nigga started doing jeans for me, and he kept saying, "Yo, I want you to be my partner in this." And I'm like, "Nigga, whatever." The jeans was fire, and he used me as a model. That's how he he got me. He used me as a model. I wore the stuff because he was giving it to me for free. We went into business together, and Neve Jeans was born. And we brought Boom on after we had already started. When I say buzzing, we we caught on like wildfire quick. Wow. And we brought Boom on after we were like, people started like talking about us. And yeah, that's when we started doing, uh, Boom came on, we started doing, uh college shows and high, like it, it just took on a whole nother uh breath but yeah that was that was me and uh that was part of that small world father, man so to speak. i i literally like we we literally had this talk earlier this week but like we're we're starting to realize that we we've been knowing the same people for years and that's it always the part gets, that bugs me out. That, it always gets revealed, like when an Instagram post here or some kind of conversation starts there. You know that? Like, yeah, I'm starting to realize we just all know the same people. <laughs> Fam, I'm uh, <sighs> like every time like something's brought up, I'm like, oh, I know them. Oh, yeah. how did I know them? They from Connecticut. Right. Every single time. And, and just when they say it's a small world, let me tell you something. They mean absolutely. 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 Well, Maybe. we're gonna put we're gonna put this picture up on the story. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm oh, trying to find shoot. a front version of that picture, George. When I please you, do you gonna, you gonna get yourself a good little laugh. Please do chuckle. All right, we'll just all right, man. I ain't gonna prolong your pod. Yeah, man. cool. I, I... All right, y'all. Check us out. Thank you for listening. Check us out next week. As always, stay beautiful. Peace.